1: Down, set, hut Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it up You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off Your defenders, hit hitters, put your pads in Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in Keep the helmet on
2: Keep the please tight. you the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive.
1: This is Trapper Die. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Trapper Die Podcast, man. I'm your host of the Trapper Die Podcast, Mode to more know who I am, AJ Andreas. No matter of fact, oh, AJ's in the backstage right now, so I'm going to check in with him, see if he's good. Um, but while we wait, before we talk about the good stuff, uh, hit that like button hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so uh if you're on the audio side man as always we do appreciate your support appreciate y'all tapping in every week i see y'all in the comments too man y'all got in here early hawk got in here um rich got in here too oh i got burp damn uh but yeah uh audio side man if you haven't done so already give us a rating and review we definitely appreciate that uh it's free to show your support man just let the people know you're messing with the show. Um, all right, so I'm assuming that AJ is ready. Jay Tyler just checking in too. What's up? What's up, big dog? Um, let's go ahead and get AJ in here, get a little check going. Boom, boom. Okay, Dakota, I'm gonna need you to relax, man. We got some Chase Young to talk about. Chase Young and Montez Sweat got traded today, bruh. Um, oh, okay, so we got Drain here too perfect perfect timing the whole the whole gang in here man we here now what's going on with you Dre? how you feeling big dog
3: shit man i'm feeling good man i feel like we got a new franchise we looking forward to these trades you know what i'm saying this is new yeah. I, I was thinking this early i said man this might be the first time i can remember washington being real sellers at the deadline this is different
1: <laughs> yeah we haven't been selling i don't remember trying to think like the Only time I ever even really remember like serious trade action was the year that they 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 bought somebody they got Clinton Dix in ha, 2018 Clinton or 2017. Dicks. One of them yes. jumps matter of yes, fact, fact was, was 18 because we went we yep. was like five and two or something like that, and we thought Man. that was gonna make some shake and even what he played all
3: of like eight games, seven games for so us. He didn't even yep. last uh, after that season. So
1: <laughs> yeah, came came back with Chicago the next year, Brad. When when Jay Gruden was getting <laughs> before the year he got fired. Anyway, that's not what we're here for.
2: Uh, Aj, how you feeling, big dog? You here? Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm just trying to uh, transition to my my laptop, but uh, yeah, I'm here, man. It's uh, it's been a day. Didn't think some of these uh, moves are going to take place, but you know, it, it all happened, and uh, you know, we get to chop it up and, and discuss what what took place today. As you guys just mentioned, it's an unusual uh, situation. <laughs> the organization to be in uh you really don't see them being sellers ever around the trade deadline so to move some major assets uh it's gonna be a hell of a conversation
1: yeah man um let's go ahead and get right into it i guess we can go in the the chronological order of events and and, kind of just go with with montez first obviously if you haven't been aware of things uh montez sweat and chase young were both traded today uh that was all the moves that Washington had, but they were major moves. Um, but Montez Sweat was the first one off the board. Um initially, I think we we knew about a couple teams mainly from the NFC South that was being reported. Atlanta Falcons was the heavy uh uh favorite, I guess, if in terms of like who Montez would go to. Um, and then ultimately ended up being a team from the NFC North that 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 ends up taking montez for a second i think that the whole pitch was there was an idea that you know people were offering thirds but a conditional second based on if he signs or whatever um before that even happened man like everything was so eerie right and and we're going to get to the chase young side too because i i got thoughts on how that even went down but um my uh, uh ron rivera made his comments what's today tuesday yesterday about like we're not going to talk about the trade deadline because we'll have plenty of talk about next time I talk to you all. Right. Um, and that leaves speculation, right. That, that leaves a a window of, of, of trying to figure out what exactly did he mean by that? Right. Um, ambiguity, I think is the word. And, and then you have, uh, Montez sweat and chase young, both in the locker rooms, whether it's post game or practice, like over the last couple of weeks, opportunities where you're talking about um saying your goodbyes and if like now that the moves are made when you heard chase when you heard montez sweat young montez sweat talk initially about this stuff he talked in the past tense and and we just assumed that you know that was just something where you know he's just he's just talking right like a lot of people didn't think nothing of it at the time but he's talking the past tense already so if like we believed what we saw on face value we knew that montez sweat was out the door we knew that Ron Rivera was already telling us that something was going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And now we get the news with Montez sweat first. Um, I think the second is as big as, or as best as you can get with this, with the, with the opportunity at hand. Um, I don't, I don't know who signaled this AJ, you even raised the question, like who, who signaled this? I would imagine um, with, with these two guys going like, Montez Sweat is is, is the, the best opportunity that you have to, to get the, the, the most capital or the, the biggest capital. And, and I think for, for to be an early second round pick projected, um you can't really sit here if you're in the 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 shoes of Ron Rivera and say, Yeah, I don't trust you to make this deal. Like that's a deal you take. And I think that's that's as good as it gets, regardless if he if he's about to get fired down the line. Or if somebody else was to get that deal, like, that's as good as it's going to get probably for, for Montez Sweat. And I would take that nine times out of ten. I would take that. What do you all think about the Montez Sweat situation?
3: Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% about Montez Sweat. And it's funny because we had this conversation last couple of weeks where I was on the fence about, I don't want these guys making moves for the future if they're not going to be here. But it actually, over the last coming days, I'm starting to realize And I said this on Twitter earlier, too. Josh Harris, I think he gave Ron Rivera a checkout sheet. Basically, hey, bro, we're going to have a mutually parting of the ways at the end of the season, but I'm going to need you to complete these tasks before you go. And we're going to oversee these tasks to make sure they're approved. I mean, that's just me speculating, but it just makes a lot of sense because... You got to think that Ron Rivera wasn't in his best interest to to trade a guy like Montez Sweat. I mean, maybe Chase Young because, you know, you're starting to see the reports that, you know, there was no love lost there between Chase and the organization. But, you know, they love Montez Sweat. And I got a feeling, you know, that Ron feels like if he's going to keep his job, he needs to win. And a guy like Montez Sweat helps him win. So, you have to believe that these moves are coming from the top. You know, you have to think that, you know, I don't know if who's evaluating, who's signing off on it at the end of the day. I don't know if the guy was his name, Eugene Shin, that they just hired last week. Maybe his analytics said, hey, the way you constructed this D line, you know, the resources aren't worth it going forward for the future. We can get assets now. I mean, so it that that had to factor into it. Um, but again, I didn't think we would get a second round pick. You know, I'm saying all of this to say that this is actually ideal and it exceeded my expectations. Like, I mean, this is what I would have wanted, but I didn't expect it, especially with Montez needing a deal coming after the season. You know, I thought maybe we would have probably got a third. Chase's uh compensation surprised me a little bit. I thought maybe they would be in the same range. But again, with the Montez uh, compensation, I couldn't be happier, man, because now you have so much flexibility. I mean, I said this on Twitter earlier. I know a lot of people, well, some people didn't like it. Some people agreed, but, you know, Depends on this. This makes the season much more easier to endure, especially with Sam Howe. Now the season really is all about Sam Howe going forward in his I development. Agree. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is it's, it's about that. Now, if Sam is putting up, you know, more performances like Sunday, then look at all the draft capital you're given a new GM coming in to say, Hey, I can build this team around him. We can go out and get the offensive lineman we need. You know, you'll have so much flexibility. Or if Sam continues the up and down thing, the new GM comes in, he doesn't like Sam Howell, then – you have the flexibility and the assets now to kind of go up and get your guy in the draft. You can go get your quarterback now because this is what the teams like Philadelphia do. You know they accumulate the draft picks. I know some people even with the Chase compensation, a lot of people didn't like the third, but that's another attractive asset. Even though it's a top 100 pick, more so at the bottom of the hundred, but it's another attractive asset in case you do have to move up and go get a guy. So I mean I couldn't be mad at all with the Montez compensation, man. I thought that that was like you said, Maul. That was as good as you were going to do for him.
2: Yeah, man, I think uh, today was pretty intriguing, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> you lose you lose two pass rushers that are young, and, you know, they have that youth on their side, and they they put up productive numbers in the games that they've been able to play. Uh, I mean, even, um, what, Monday we seen uh, Rashawn Gary out of the Packers, he got a new deal. Uh, giving him over 100 million, and I want to say close to probably 40. I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like 40 guaranteed. You know, even those type of opportunities could have pushed this to to happen sooner because you're using you're using the the numbers, the analytics behind it to gauge what the true market value of said players could be. When you have two pass rushers in their prime or haven't even really entered their prime entering the market, you're, you're looking at a lot of money that you have to spend in order to try to keep these, these two guys together, or either one of them together, uh, not one of them together, or at least one of them to, you know, go alongside Payne and Allen and whatever else you plan on doing defensively. Um, Montez swept for a second round pick. That's a high second with the Chicago Bears. You you gotta kind of love that uh value that you got in return uh also still kind of makes you wonder hey chicago bears has has two first round picks could you not have maybe squeezed out one of those by including somebody else or or maybe even adding some of your picks you know that's just something that you just wonder um, let's not get greedy aj <laughs> i mean well, when i say that is because when the bears even want to do a deal of that nature it kind of makes you see how desperate they are for a pass rusher. So if you look at the, for me, like I, I, I look forward, right? So if you look at the pass rushing class for 2024, it's not really that many like talented pass rushers coming out of college next year. Like it is, it's very limited. I don't know what the bears are going to do with their coaching staff or even their GM, but if if they were willing to part with the second, I guess cool, you could take it. I definitely would have asked for one of those first. But like you said, they could be being greedy, but I just see them as a desperate team that by all means will have to break the bank in order to keep Montez Sweat within the fold of being a Chicago Bear. Um with, with chase young. You know, I'm Hold I'm, on, I'm, pause, I'm,
1: pause for one second cuz I'm I'm just I'm adding something. You you still got the floor. But um, this was from Ben Standick earlier on an article post Chase Young and Montez Sweat trade. Uh, quote, unquote, uh, according to another team source, the commanders hope to keep Sweat, but the value of the Bears' offer proved to be too good. The team views the trade of Young as a potential addition by subtraction. Um, so in relation to the Sweat comment in the compensation, it sounds like what they were getting, based on this report, sounds like what they were getting for Montez Sweat. Nobody else matched, so they they didn't want to kind of overstep in, in terms of like shutting the deal down altogether. Maybe maybe that second was probably as good as going to get.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really agree with what Ben tweeted. I've seen it. I feel like if Washington wanted to keep a player, or any organization truly wants to keep a guy, you'll keep that guy. <laughs> you don't you don't have to trade them you're not forced to do so uh, oh, <laughs> i was thinking of the, i was thinking of the other angle
1: i was thinking i was thinking of like they were committed to move on like i i think that's yeah i think, I think they were really committed in this and, and and they were willing to if they found like a really good offer and i think that also kind of dives into the other aspect because if, if they wanted to keep sweat right um who is who also is pushing for, for this trade to happen like the if the value is that good and but you really like the player wouldn't you just keep the player and extend them somebody somebody is also and i mean I, when i say somebody i'm speaking babe but we know is 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 new ownership it's it's the people that's going to be taking over once ron gets the can but it's like these people are more invested in what's going on as well now that they can really pay attention and, and they see how this season's going they're more invested in, in into what's going on as well because Look, we gotta make sure that we're set for the future. And as much as we like Montez Sweat, if you're gonna give us this, I don't know why you're gonna do it. But I appreciate it. I'm gonna take it. That's what it, that's what it seems like. So I, that's kind of thing. That's the angle I was looking at it from. Yeah, I mean, I, at, at the end of the day, they both gone right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you you got a second. That that's that's solid value if you wanted to move away from the player. With Chase, it's a uh, compensatory pick from the 49ers uh that you'll be getting. So you don't really know where that'd be slotted, but more than likely it'll be at the end of the third, which is closer to a fourth round pick. You got assets. You got you got some draft capital. I felt like they probably should have moved even a couple more guys if they could've today. Uh if, if that was the case, if, if we really trying to build some assets as far as draft capital wise, but now you're in a good position. For GM to to possibly want to come in here doesn't necessarily have to be a first time GM or whatever. Even a veteran GM would love this opportunity to have draft capital and also to have 90 million plus to play with uh, and and full control over roster modifications and hiring process. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's just intriguing how it all played out. I'm just curious to, to know the details behind the scenes. I guess we'll learn some of that tomorrow with Ron Rivera. Hopefully he slips up in his presser. I'm just curious to know who who really pulled the trigger on this and, and who made who made the call overall. But now you put yourself in a good position if you feel like Sam Howe isn't the guy to have assets to move up if you need to in the first round to go get a quarterback, whether you identify that to be Drake May, Caleb Williams, or Michael Penix, you, you have – two second round picks you have two two to three third round picks and you also still got your first alongside with your future picks for 2025 so if you really feel that you want to be aggressive with your approach and going to get your guy at quarterback you have all the necessary tools to do so
3: and Um, I was just gonna say one one last thing on this um you know that time i'm just thinking about it more and more the timing of the hiring of the analytics guy i guess when we're talking about who signs off on these things he was just hired last week they had to anticipate these trades were coming You wonder now, was he hired officially so he can actually review and approve any final trade packages? So that's what I'm kind of thinking. You know, the more I think about, you know, all of this unfolding is that timing is really, you know, interesting to me. So he may, he may have got hired just in time because they knew this deadline was coming and Josh, you know, maybe he's been talking to people outside of this and they're like, Hey, you know, this is what you all should do. If this is what you're going to do next year, he brings the guy in, he's going to sign off on trade. So they aren't getting hosed in the sense like you have to make it fair and you get someone you trust to review these things because again if you know ron rivera was is the gm he has the final say but josh harris needs somebody on his end that's kind of vetting these things and making sure he's not getting fleeced after ron rivera leaves so maybe that that hiring was way more important than we kind of probably initially thought it was
1: yeah um i ain't gonna lie to you i don't know sheen as far as i know and and what what i heard like that guy is like on the football side from like a a game day standpoint right so i don't know i'll leave y'all up to speculating on that one (laughs) because i i I can't i i can't tell you the, the, the slightest thing of what that guy does um but but GMs are coming in soon, and, and Greg asks us, what gym would we like to see in Ashburn next year? Uh, I just wanted to acknowledge your question. Appreciate you checking in, but I ain't going to lie to you. It's way too early for me. Um, I don't even know if they're going to do that in-season thing where they try to get an evaluator. Like They may just wait to the off-season to make a move for like any type of GM specifics. Um, but Chase Young, uh, so look, here's this... I'll bring this into the conversation after we initiate this. So after we done with Montez Sweat, uh, what, like two hours later, maybe an hour and a half, maybe an hour, I don't know, Um, you know, we get the news on Chase Young. And the Chase Young move for me was a situation where I'm looking at this team and I'm like, okay, if you're going to commit to something, and I think we all said this. Matter of fact, we said this in a group chat. Damn, there we go. I'm like, if we're gonna if we're gonna commit to this, we might as well trade Chase while you added it with Sweat. Um, we threw some other names in there, and we'll we'll get to the other the other names that we mentioned um after we, we're done talking talking about Chase. But we mentioned Chase, we're like this is this is just something where I, I feel like it makes sense to have that clean reset, right? Um, overall, this is a, a team where from a statistical standpoint. You weren't doing shit with nobody on your defense. No matter how good you thought your players were, you were, you were still a bad defense. You were still going up in explosive plays. Uh, this year you can kind of probably put the onus more on the secondary, but at the same time, like your defensive line, uh like they're they're probably if it's a if it's like 50, it's like it's probably like 5149 in terms of the split. Like it's that high in terms of the 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 issues that, that that was going on on that side of the football um and and i think it's actually ironic because chase young was probably having his his most productive season since his rookie year um and they could only get a third round pick from the san francisco 49ers and i think aj mentioned it was a comp pick so um I, i'm not i'm not upset at the conversation uh, i, I kind of understood the situation that they were in um and I do think personally I would have, I would have been okay having him sit here or stay here for another, another season. Right. But also like, if you're going to commit to a situation where like you're about getting assets for 2024 and moving forward that way, I'll live with that. And then I also live with the fact that you have an FAO body that's still out there on your defense, Casey Tuhill, um, uh, James Smith Williams. Now I, granted, I'm not saying any of those guys are special, right? I'm just saying they're veterans and you can, you can rely on them uh, in the short term may not mean nothing or mean much of anything. Uh, but at the same time, this chase young move was something where it's like, uh, if you can get something out of it, that's worth it, move on. Um, and like cut your losses uh, and, and go from there. I, I I don't think by any means, like, even with all that being said, that, ron is out of the out of the cut or this team is out of the like i think it signifies something much more and that is um you know everything that you did from uh 2020 up until this point as a evaluator um as a uh a scout because you're making these decisions in the draft as well um as a uh a. uh uh, NFL scout, too, because you're 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 picking these guys in, in free agency and and, and and making these trades or, or lack of trades or whatever, making all these acquisitions in all season for you to not even have your first ever pick as a commander or Washington head coach, not even make it a full four years for you. That, if anything, signifies the type of time that you had here in Washington. So that's kind of where I'm at. I said a lot, but that's kind of my thoughts on the trade itself. So y'all got the floor.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, some people point to the fact that you aren't a highly ranked defense and you're getting killed anyways with these two players that you moved on from. But a lot of that also revolves around scheme. That's why I felt like I didn't particularly think that they should move on from these guys until they have their decision makers in hand. That feel like they can utilize those guys within a different scheme, but you know they decided that they rather have the assets and they rather not allocate over twenty-two million plus. Uh, we'll just use that number as like the franchise tag uh, at minimum. They they rather not be in that position, and unfortunately, by the time they took over the team instead of having to decide about keeping Montez Sweat long-term or being able to play the the franchise tag game, they also had <laughs> Chase Young's option not picked up before they took over officially. So you put them already in a bad situation. It just makes you wonder if, if they possibly could have got more for these guys even before the season even started. But, I mean, it's over with. They, they got a second and they got a third, um, (laughs) you know, we'll see what they do with the picks and who will be the person, uh, making, making those choices for them at GM. I think that someone has to already kind of be in the fold or they've identified who they would want to utilize in that space. If you're having hires like a Eugene Sheen already taking place, they have to have some type of inclination of who they want to work with overall. Um, Eugene Sheen is not a GM. He's not going to be the GM. Uh, he works with the numbers analytics guy. But you would think that that person kind of, you know, gave their their voice of approval. their vouch vouched for, for that hire to take place, especially in an important department uh, such as analytics for uh, owner that really is going to go based off a lot of the numbers that can be provided to him.
3: Yeah, I mean, and as far as Chase goes, I mean, I know there's a lot of kind of this, <laughs> there's kind of a lot of discourse going on. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there's kind of a lot of discourse going on about Chase. You know, oh, we shouldn't have traded him, should we have traded him? Honestly, I was a little shocked that they traded him today. I mean, I did think that they would possibly try to wait to the end of the season, but who knows? Maybe you ruin leverage. I mean, maybe you give the next, you know, regime the chance to make a decision on them, but it just seems like ron was and his crew they had a real big disconnect and now you're seeing like the slander campaign come out which i hate i hate when they do that when they come i was gonna add that yeah so so
1: pause for one second you got the floor but um this is from mike silver now the the article is behind the paywall so i I only have his quote um i'm not paying 99 cents for a san francisco Mm -hmm. article uh chronicle whatever um but quote unquote young according to several commanders coaches and other organizational sources was viewed as an undisciplined player who developed bad habits such as deviating from assignments in an effort to make splash plays, quote unquote, um, and he put in parentheses ducks for cover because um, he 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 knew. Um, but you got to it.
3: I'm about to say Mike Silver is Ron's man, so you pretty much know where that's coming from. I mean, you know that's Ron's camp. You know that's kind of leaking that stuff. And I, I feel like that's unnecessary at that point. Um, you don't need to do that. I mean, you traded them for your reasons. Now you're kind of trying to validate it through your friends and the media. Don't like it. But I mean, it did seem kind of inevitable. I'm wondering, you know, maybe they convinced, you know, the ownership group that, you know, this is better for the franchise moving forward. If you move this guy, cause he's not interested or he's disinterested, whatever the case may be. But I mean, they had ownership's blessing to do so. I was just a little shocked that it happened today. But I mean, you know, at some point, you know, expectations have been lowered for Chase Young. I mean, there was the rookie of the year season. Obviously he came out, he was great. He was off the gates. You think that that is him just scratching the surface. Like, you know, there's way more to come of this. Then there was the 2021 season where he was just pretty much just another guy on the field. I mean, I think he had one and a half sacks that whole year before his injury, which was very disappointing to a lot of us in the fan base. And then he gets the injury of course. And then I think it's that whole situation last year (laughs) Like I don't know if enough people talk about it, but I do think that they were they had a disconnect whether Chase was gonna play oh, his again Return
1: timeline, yes,
3: yes, yes. I oh, think there was that. a big I think there was a big disconnect because initially, matter of
1: fact, yeah, yeah, so at one point they were thinking he was gonna come back within the first month of the season, right? And that just... was a
3: conversation, exactly. That was a conversation, and they almost phrased it or framed it as if we think he could play, but he doesn't want to play. So, you know, they kind of left that ball in the court of it's Chase's side that doesn't want to get on the field. And then, you know, Chase probably felt some type of way. And I think that the relationship was irreparable after that, like irreparable, because, I mean, Chase came back. He played, what, three, four games, I think, to end that season. He didn't play many games, but he came back and, you know, you weren't expecting much. You had to lower everything for him. And then you got this year. Now, this year was supposed to be the make a break year for Chase, but I don't think anything got recovered from last year. And Chase came back. I mean, he looks good. But now the expectations from the fan base has to be lowered from him because he's coming off injury. He hasn't been that same guy since his rookie year. So it's like you have to lower these things. And I'm just talking to people that are like, well, you know, Chase was having this, you know, a really good season. I'm like, yeah, but the expectations are lower for Chase because we didn't draft Chase to have good seasons. Like you drafted Chase to have great seasons. You know, you you drafted Chase to be a franchise changer, you know, game record. Chase hasn't been bruh. that. He, he showed flashes of that rookie year, but he has not been that. And at some point, you felt like this was inevitable.
1: Bruh, imagine you're a head coach called, saying... <laughs> imagine... bro. like, I glossed over it, but, like, imagine you're a head coach saying, yo, we view moving on from Chase Young as an addition by subtraction, bro.' Like, that's crazy. You drafted me number two overall, and you view me... As an addition by subtraction, bruh.
3: That's organizational failure there. That that's you know, that's not just a failure on Chase Young's part. That's a failure from the yeah. top of everybody involved in that selection.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh I think matter of fact, there's validity in what Mike Mike Silver wrote. You feel me? Like he's a very, very credible individual, and typically his relationships are coming. Right with the head coach, you feel me? If you look at even how Chase Young pass rush or how he he was typically in a two point stance, nobody else on the team was in a two point stance, <laughs> and and most of their downs. Um, that's not to say that he's necessarily like undisciplined. I think at some point he's just like bump bump with these coaches, kind of talking about let me try to do my thing because at the end of the day. These numbers that I put up have to be productive enough to secure my family, uh, you know, future. I got to make sure I get this back. And we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. I mean, to, to say that there's not going to be a drop-off, in a sense, from from having a Montez Sweat and a Chase Young to now whoever's going to be playing outside, hill, James Smith-Williams, K.J. Henry, Andre Jones. I mean, okay, they could be disciplined within the system, but is it gonna produce a different result? I think it's malpractice by Ron Rivera holding on to Jack Del Rio being the coordinator for so long, uh, and and being loyal to to Jack Del Rio so much. I mean, we even see it from an offensive standpoint. It was loyal to Scott Turner to a fault, where now is it's a bit too late. We'll never know what you know, test Sweat and Chase Young's full potential could be within this organization. We'll see what they do elsewhere. Uh, I don't like Chicago for sweat, uh, but you know, if if the money is right, if the money is right, that's where he'll be. Uh, for for Chase, I feel like he's on a one-year rental. Not even a one-year. He's on the rest of the season rental with San Francisco. And if he can put up high productive numbers and stay healthy, he can get a bag from another team in in uh in in the NFL overall. Shoot, what if I'm just throwing it out there hypothetically, what if both of those guys don't resign and don't get tagged and you bring one of them back and you got capital for them? I don't know. Like that's just something you gotta think about. Cause it is reality. Like none of these things are guaranteed as far as them getting extensions or getting a tag within the new organizations that they're with. But you know, we'll see how uh how those guys look with, within this. Discipline defense.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's important to note though, like, well, actually, you know what to add to your point, and because I I'll rephrase it. Um, I, I do think that the the team and the defense thinks that you know they'll have some form of stability up front, right? Um, but also like what does that look like? What does that mean? Do you get a drastic improvement? I don't I don't think you really do get a drastic improvement. Um, there was moments throughout the season last year before Chase got back where this defense was getting gashed, and it was they were they were getting they were getting diced up up front, uh, and they were getting beaten the secondary. Uh, and, and that and that included some of the same players that they have this year, right? Excluding the rookies. Um, so to so that point, it's like if you first of all, it don't even matter because the, the whole point of even trading these guys was to 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 do this thing for the future like you you need your assets um your draft capital to to do whether it is i don't even think personally i don't even think that those those picks are like i told you how i felt about the roster last show i I felt like i can keep around 15 people that i would bring into the new regime guaranteed right so in that theory and how i believe and, and how i feel about this team you're using these draft picks like what they have three in the top fifty, which is really good. Um, I'm using these draft picks. Like I'm not, I'm not giving up two or maybe even three of them for one player. I need all three of these things for these guys, man. And and depending on how that free agency go, I may need to go offensive line in 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 the, uh, in the draft. I made it. I may need to go edge rusher. I may need to go cornerback. I don't know. Like I may need to go linebacker again. Uh, but to that point, uh, it, it made me even bringing that up. Like I don't know if this regime even thinks that they're going to like drastically get better. I think that what they're going to do and what they're doing more is more about um, like trying to look out for themselves. Um, but I don't think they know that it's, I don't think they know that it's not going to get better. If that makes sense. I don't think they, I, I really don't think they have the awareness of, of, of realizing that um it's not, it's not the, it's not all on the players. And that's where I was giving credit to AJ. Like, I do think the scheme could have been a little bit better in terms of how they moved around players. That's the only thing I think that could have been different. Outside of that, you're still talking about a guy in Chase Young and and Montez Sweat who were under-promising from a standpoint, specifically Chase. Like, it is what it is. But um, that's the only thing I I, I think of in terms of, like, how the scheme could have been different is, like, moving them around on the defensive line. Um, But I don't think they I don't think they realize it's not going to get that much better.
3: But see, uh, my issue with the scheme argument, and I, I agree, there's probably some schematic issues. I mean, it's probably things that, you know, Jack Del Rio could do better with those particular guys. I think my issue is more with the scheme as a whole and how he relies on that front four so much to do more, you know, instead of like sending more guys. But. This this is the same scheme that Chase Young won defensive rookie of the year in. This is the same scheme that John Allen has with the multiple Pro Bowls in. The same scheme that Deron Payne has had 11 and a half sacks from an interior rushing position. In. And then Montez Sweat is the same scheme that just got you a second-round pick for the guy. So, I mean, like, when it's going good, we don't talk about the scheme. Like, when it's going good individually for these guys, but then when you look at the hole and say, hey, it's not bringing the results into production, it's like, oh, it, it must just be the scheme. No, maybe like and and we talk about this too. when we play when we play against teams, no matter who we play against, the announcers are gonna point out we have four d def- four first round picks on this defensive line. you know, they they're all oh, you know, yes, that, that's a big thing every time we play. they talk about this. it's a big thing. but when you watch these games, they're not dominating teams collectively as a whole. Now, I don't want to sit there and say it's all scheme. It could be some scheme, but at the same time, Guys have to win their matchups in front of them, or whatever it is that they're asked to do in the scheme, as good as these guys are talented as these guys are supposed to be, how are they not adhering to what they've been asked to do in the scheme? You know what I mean? Like I said, it's good, like no one has an issue with the scheme when these guys are individually doing great. But then when you're talking about the disappointments you have in these guys, it comes back to, Oh, it must be the scheme. But again, I'm not absolving the scheme. It could be that, but I don't want to absolve the players. Cause I do think it's probably a good combination of both.
1: Um. So yeah, PC asked me only 15 in case you missed it out. We asked the question last, I think it was last podcast, not the, not the post game, um, but maybe I think what last Tuesday, uh. Just who who would you guarantee that you bring onto the new regime? And um, you mentioned Khalid Hudson, PC. Um, I mentioned some people that were backups, uh, that can be reserve role, but also like a few starters. One a like, lot. Um, I, I ain't gonna go through the whole list, but just to save us some time. But that's kind of that's kind of where I was. Uh it's it's not it's not a lot of people that I would guarantee that, that can be impactful. So like there's a there can be a roster shakeup. I'm not gonna say rebuild, you can just retool it, like sure. figure out figure out where to move some people, cut some people bring some other people in like it's going to be a whole new it's going to be a whole new setups defensively it's going to be a new scheme uh and uh, offensively if the enemy ain't around it's going to be a new scheme too so like there's going to be there's going to be turnover from a philosophical standpoint um and how people like dress this team up so you gotta you gotta take that into account too
2: oh yeah i I definitely think that a lot of the faces you're saying now will not be around next year um even, even guys that were drafted this year may not be around next year because I'm not quite sure how Andre Jones or K.J. Henry typically fit within if you're going to be running a, a, a 4-3 defense, how they really fit within that. Like they don't bring anything extra to the table. Um, you know, it's a great job for whoever's going to come in here and be GM. They, they got draft capital. They got $90 million plus to use. And um, you know, build up their team exactly how they want to, alongside their head coach.
1: Um. All right. So let's let's close out with just a couple more players. Now that we didn't got sweat and young out the way. Um. Everybody in the chat. Uh. First off, two two questions. Are y'all okay with what happened? With Al, I mean, uh, 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 uh young and sweat. Um, whether it's like the actual compensation or them being gone, are y'all okay with that? Um, and then the second question, which I'm asking to you all, AJ and Dre, um, are we surprised that more people wasn't moved? Um, and I'm gonna start with a big, like, two big names, um, John Allen and Antonio Gibson. Uh, we know that Jacoby's Jacoby Brissette's name was moved around and, and actually reportedly to have like legitimate talks with a couple teams, but Washington wasn't getting the conversation that they were looking for from the Browns or the Vikings. Um, so yeah, let's go there, AJ Andre. Uh, were you all surprised that more people weren't moved before the deadline? What, what was the first question? More I know you had well, a, I, that was before. that was to the, that was to the chat, oh. like if they were okay with oh. the deal um the, the young and sweat deals uh but but the question to you all is are you are you all surprised that uh there wasn't more done before the deadline
3: no honestly i wasn't surprised um because we just kept hearing chasing uh montez's uh name so much and i guess with their impending contract situations you know it probably made more sense with those guys but when we weren't when when they came out with reports that they weren't going to trade or listen to discussions about john allen I was like, okay, so it's not like a full fire sale. Because to be honest with you, and I texted you all in this in the group chat as well. If I'm trading Montez and Chase, I would have traded John Allen too. I mean, why not? You know, you just, you know, if you're going to have a fire sale, you know, might as well go all in, you know, just get get as many assets as you can. But yeah, I mean, so I wasn't surprised that they didn't do more, although personally I wanted more. Like I was ready, like even to, like you said, Jacoby uh, Braset. I was ready. I was even talking Kendall Fuller. I mean, you know, just look at the vets that you can, you know, the guys that are getting up there and age a little bit, if you can get any value for them, especially a guy like Kendall Fuller who's been having a pretty damn good season, you know, you got to think someone's probably inquired about him. Um, Cam Curl, I don't know uh, how much he's valued around the league. I thought he could have been a name that wouldn't have been too surprising if he came up in trade talks today. But we didn't see Cam Curl's name in anything but some tweets, and that's with him (laughs) reacting to all of the news today, and he looked upset about it. But, yeah, I I wasn't shocked uh, too much because this team is kind of predictable, and they kind of telegraph what they're doing, and they have been telegraphing this whole Chase and Montez thing for like a week now, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, (laughs) I I think I would have wanted to see them move, Jonathan Allen. Uh, Like I told you guys in the chat, no guarantee money next year. Um, Maybe we still even see it in the offseason. I just think that, you know, whatever they're doing, whoever's doing it, is trying to build up as much asset as possible to add talent to this team. And that could be in multiple cases position-wise, or that could just be for the quarterback. We've seen how much it, it took the Carolina Panthers to move up to number one to go get a Bryce Young. Um, it just really boils down to who's going to have that first overall pick. Uh, but they they definitely got some ammo to work with as far as draft capital, and they still got a couple assets that they can utilize that are under contract if they need to you know, go up and go get a guy. That could be Terry McLaurin. That could be Jonathan Allen. I doubt DeRon Payne, but those two guys uh, could be could be uh, some pieces that they could still move. I think more so it'd be Jonathan Allen, but you know, kudos to them for realizing now uh, that they they didn't want to move forward with this, you know, being on their plate and, and getting some assets now instead of waiting until next season, next offseason and losing those guys pretty much for free.
1: I, um, am I surprised? Um, maybe I am like, I'm thinking like really, I'm thinking really deeply about this. I think I am. I think I am surprised. Um, I, I feel like, uh, the, first of all, the defensive ends, and who was it? Jay Tyler mentioned it to an extent. Um, he said Chase was the culture reset, but I do think the defensive ends being moved. I think that was more so like also like a a, a bid that they that they laid in. they they made their bid. Um, and that was a decision by not uh, franchising. No will. Chase Young, I mean, excuse me, uh not franchising Chase. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Not not franchise, no, because he was in his fourth year. Sweat was in his fifth year. So not offering an extension to either one of them in this year because they were on their last years of their deal. So you couldn't even you couldn't franchise these guys. Um, so that was that not offering an extension to Monte Sweat last year, before 2023. Um, I, I think that was like a something that they 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 just weren't, you know, you're just you're just capturing what you can at this point. Right. Um, but then I think about like other pieces that can really net you something. And, and I think, uh, Jay, you kind of alluded to it. Um, you know, you weren't, you weren't surprised, but like, if you're going to go all in do it, I'm like, Allen can net you something, but it's something that I didn't think about what AJ just brought up. Maybe they're not done yet. And and maybe, maybe they, 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 they wait until free agency or the draft to use some more pieces to move around. Um, but I do know one thing. Gibson is on his last year, the last year of his deal. So he he's either staying or going. Odds are he's going. Um, Jacoby is on a two-year deal or a one-year deal? One year. One-year one year deal. All right, so he's gone. Um, and Cam Curl, nothing. But I can imagine Washington is probably going to try to, they're probably going to try and keep Cam Curl around um that that probably I, I wouldn't even expect him to trade i think my main thing was probably john allen antonio gibson at this point um you got chris rodriguez waiting in the rings um who's the other guy um he's a he's a practice you're, squad you're
2: three ages is kendall well before the trade happened it was sweat it was kendall fuller it was curtis samuels cam curl james smith williams uh casey two Uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, who else? Trying to remember. I I was speaking about the and you're gonna be moving on from uh, Charles Leno, so that's a guarantee. Leno's Uh, a free agent, too. Uh, he's not a free agent, but you're gonna get rid of that contract.
1: You might, odds are you will. They're gonna try, (laughs) they're gonna try, they're gonna try try and upgrade left tackle, they're probably gonna try and upgrade every single piece that's not named Sam Cosme. Um, I don't even know what they're going to do, but it's so crazy. I don't know what they're going to do with Stromberg. Matter of fact, Stromberg is supposed to have MRI, MRI yesterday. Like, he he got hurt in the Philly game, and he's looking at an MRI. So who knows how serious, whatever injury is going on, I don't even know. But uh, whatever injury he got, like, we don't even know how serious it is right now. He may be on IR. So it's like, what are you doing <laughs> with, with everybody here? I, I don't know. Like, you just know that a lot of people have an opportunity to make money elsewhere. Um, some may stick around if they if they if they know like their value ain't where it is moving like on the market. They may stick around for a new regime. Who knows oh, yeah. if it makes sense for them? Someone but someone said Logan Thomas, he's
2: definitely gonna be moved on. It's gonna yeah, be Logan. A, it's gonna be a whole new team next year. Like, and not, and not necessarily rebuild, but you're gonna see how how I envision it. You're gonna see a good mixture of veterans and and youth. Whereas with Ron, so far, it's been pretty much just you.
1: It hasn't been yeah. a mix of, of veterans. It's just- you didn't, You think, quote unquote, development, which I, to it, I ain't about to go down that road. But yes, I agree with you, AJ. <laughs> I 100% agree. That's kind of how I look, man. Um, But but I say all that to say, because I, I was like kind of lingering on throughout the thing. It's, it's going to be a whole bunch of turnover. But I thought personally that you would take advantage of something like that. And, and like move some of your bigger pieces to see how much capital you could get for a draft in 2024. And that's, that's kind of where I was different, but there is something that I thought about. Um, Not now. I think about it. Um, And J I give credit to JP Finley. Cause uh, he was the first one I heard bring it up, but it made sense. Right. Um, Washington received offers on Jonathan Allen after he made his famous I'm sick of this shit, man. I'm tired of it. Like, people started calling Washington about Jonathan Allen. And they started telling those people, those teams, that they weren't interested in trading John Allen. Yesterday, Leonard Williams goes to Seattle. That easily could have been one of the teams looking into Jonathan Allen after they didn't heard what he said post-game. About him being sick and tired of this shit has been seven years. I say that to say, I'm um, they clearly at that point, they clearly have gotten offers on Jonathan Allen. And, and I think from from that extent and that viewpoint, like there could have been an offer out there that you could entertain, just like you entertain with Sweat and just like you entertain with Young, where you could have capitalized on that. So that's, I guess that's that wraps up everything. Am I surprised? I am a little bit surprised. Um, Jonathan Allen has been here for seven years. And this defense haven't hasn't been good, like, one time. Statistically, you'll look at it and say, well, you could point to 2020 and you can point to 2022. But a good defense is a defense with a structure, with a, 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 a philosophy, and they execute it to a T. And they haven't been able to do that in the seven years that John Allen's been here. So that's where I'm like, I would have thought that you would have moved on from John Allen and or Antonio Gibson.
3: Well, I'll say this in that maybe they're leaving some of these decisions up for whoever comes into charge. Maybe they felt like they had to kind of, I don't know, maybe it was an imminent thing with Chase and Montez. Like um, Chase probably wanted out of here. I mean, I don't know. I've been hearing kind of rumors that he kind of wanted a trade before the season. Remember, we saw a lot of those rumors. Yeah, Chase, we, we kind of saw a lot of those rumors before the season that, you know, he could possibly be traded. Maybe Montez wanted the same, but I'm thinking in terms of guys like John Allen now and, and you know, um, not Cam because he's under contract. But any guys like John Allen, uh, it's, probably, it's a couple of other guys, I'm sure that may have a little bit of value, but there's going to be a lot of trade interest in the offseason as well, especially before the draft. Like, you know, you can generate a lot of trade interest for these guys. Maybe they'll leave some of those decisions for the next, uh, you know, crew. And just basically say, hey, you know, we're not going to just go heavy, you know, at the trade deadline and trade everybody because, you know, it's almost like you're doing a rebuild within the season. So maybe they didn't want to do that. Maybe the chase thing just felt more imminent. But, I mean, I, I like you said, Ma, I do not discount that they're done. Like, just because the trade deadline is here does not mean that they are done, like, retooling and getting rid of some of these guys for draft capital, that is. Like I said, you can trade John in the offseason and get some draft capital, especially
2: before the draft. Yeah, I, I think Jonathan Allen is worth a first-round pick. Like, if if you go into next year in the off-season, I definitely believe he's worth a first-round pick. You you got to look at the talent pool that's coming out in 2024 at these positions too. When you when you make those type of statements, it's not really a a, a big-time D tackle um, <clears throat> class. So. With Jonathan Allen, we'll see how it plays out. Is it's a big time thing that he doesn't have guaranteed money uh, going into next year. So, will they fork over that money? A lot of people, even in the chat, are saying Jonathan Allen's a leader. Yeah, maybe to y'all in the public eye, but within that locker room, I was mode, gonna
1: ask. I was waiting for my moment. Like, what? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but like, then that, that locker locker leader look like The main guys is Chase Young and Montez
2: Sweat. If we and we just keeping it a buck, but, you know, a lot of people that either, know that. And not I don't know about John Allen. Good. But Jonathan Allen is not the leader of the team or the defense. It may look like that to the public eye, but that's not necessarily the case with how things rock within the locker room. But, you know, that's not to say he's a bad guy or people don't like him, but he's just not – he's not one of those guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, man, I don't truly believe Washington win another game for the season, so they should be in the top ten. Uh, with they gonna own. win something else,
3: huh? They gonna win something. They gonna, gonna win something them else. games. We they don't may expect. be in the top ten. <laughs> yeah, but
2: they, they may win be. Done, but they, mean, they gonna win something else. I'm, I'm just speaking for me. I don't, I don't see it. I'm just more so excited for the opportunity of who they're going to hire as their general manager, then head coach, and then identifying from there if they're going to go and get a quarterback uh, because this is a deep quarterback pool. And I think this will send a new tone to the organization, like front, the fan base, and, and get them back excited. And you already have pieces that you can truly build around. I think that we'll also see, you know, another wide receiver in here, maybe just as or better than Terry McLaurin. I that that's all I'm looking forward to, man, is how this team is going to be rebuilt uh, for the rest of the season. I could care less, man. I don't need to hear nothing about Ron Rivera, whatever. Uh, of course, we're going to continue to be here with Trap and Dive podcast, but I know we're ahead of seeing some even worse defense being played. <laughs> now, you know, you know no. what's the?
3: I, I was gonna say the funny thing about this show. This was supposed to be the game recap show, and we're talking about trades the whole show, which is
1: yeah. I just want hell, yeah. you know, I I completely, <laughs> I completely,
2: go I, go I, I got, that
1: joke. Yeah, I threw that whole thing away. I said, I got I love analysis
2: it. Analysis from from let mall tell its Twitter page. Go check it out hey. of him breaking down plays <laughs> and, and different things. Because I mean. I, I even got to stop myself. I got to stop engaging with some people within the space world, all of that, because all the stuff is just getting annoying, man. Like, I, I just want people to just look at the game, and if they don't get a chance to have the tools at their home or office, whatever, you know, tap into guys like like Maul and his his account, and you can see the film, man. There's, there's definitely some holes still on the scene, and especially at quarterback, that – you know, someone's going to be addressing it, won't be any of us on this panel, but someone's going to be addressing those <laughs> those needs alongside with now the the holes that pass rusher um on this defense.
3: Hey, I love it. Like I said, I'm hey, I'd much rather talk about trees than this bullshit of a season that we've been going through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, bruh. Somebody was talking to me about the defense. Um, like, the, matter of fact, the last two weeks, bruh. And I was like, bruh, I ain't telling this. I just said in my head, I said, bruh, I ain't spending no time looking at them boys when all I'm focused on is if how I'm gonna do if, if how's I'm gonna improve and what what be enemy, uh, what, what he's looking like, and Jahan Dotson. Like, I don't care about nothing else except for them three. <laughs> like, matter of fact. Charles Leno too, just so I can keep my narrative alive that he's, I mean, it's not, it's not a fake narrative. I i believe it, but he's not some shit. And like, I got, I got a few <laughs> things that I'm going for on offense. I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm logged in on. I don't care about your defense. Um, Now, granted, if you tune into the, to the film sessions, I appreciate it. I do have a film session coming out this week. May, what's today? Tuesday. Maybe at this point, maybe Friday morning, if not late Thursday. So we'll, we'll have some things on the offense. Uh, you especially if you aren't on Twitter, we'll have something on the offense on the YouTube channel. But yeah, Brad, like I ain't got time for that. Like, I know what type of season this is. Let's just being just being honest. But we're gonna be here every single day, every single show, excuse me, Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays. Um, but yeah, man, it's all about Sam Howe, the enemy, and um, yeah, bro. I don't know. Um, I think we're hey, good. Are we good, hey, hey, Mar- let me
2: actually ask this question before we get up out of here so. We, we feel the way that we feel, right? Do we think that Airbnb, if, I mean, I, I think that they're going to lose Sunday against the Patriots. Now that the trades are out of the way, two of your keystone players overall are have been moved. Do we think that after Sunday that this same organization that possibly made the trades or whatever could move on from Ron Rivera after Sunday's Potential loss and, and give Eric enemy the opportunity to show what he could do. I think, I think it's just, on the table. Ron,
3: rock it out for
2: the rest of the year.
3: I mean, I, I lean more towards they will let Ron rock it out for the rest of the season, but. I'm, I think anything's on the table at this point. When you start like being sellers at the trade deadline, you shouldn't be shocked by anything that comes after that. You shouldn't be shocked that the head coach is fired or whatever the case may be. But I still lean towards more that he will be fired towards the end of the season because the question is, who steps in this place interim? I still don't know if EB is ready for that spot. I mean, EB, you know, we're still weekly having these, issues with, Oh, he's a first time play caller. Oh, you know, we got to give him a little bit of time. And then he has a great game, you know, called game this last game. That's fine. But now EB has to string together some consistency. But with that said, I don't know if we are ready to kind of catapult his responsibilities when he's still kind of juggling and struggling with the one task that he has right now. So the funny thing is AJ, I don't think that EB would be the uh, interim. I think your boy Jack Del Rio will probably be the interim if they go that route of firing him, which is why I, I lean more towards that. He will probably just end up finishing the year on they fire him after the season.
1: Yeah. Um, like You gave two options, AJ uh, fired after this season. I'm just going to be fired after this season or fired after the the, Patri- the Patriots game. I still think. I mean, he don't have to get fired. They don't have to be either one of those two options. He can still get fired, like after the bye week or after the after the Cowboys game. Like, those are plenty of times to insert a new um a new interim. Whether it's uh, cause the the, the Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys gives you like a ten day turnaround, so you got plenty of time to make some things shake in, and then the bye week, obviously, as we know, is is thirteen days. So um. Yeah, they, they got options. Uh, and and I honestly, at this point, the way it goes um, in terms of like the, the win, the, the losing streaks and, and the fact that they are losing these games and you got New England and Seattle up next, and you may end up losing four out of your next five with the Giants being a possibility that you win. Um, it's always 50-50 with the Giants, even though they always win that 50-50 matchup. <laughs> it's still fifty They're not a good team or not that good of a team. Um. Yeah. That that can that can definitely encourage ownership to be like, all right, man, you did your job. You 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 secured us a top ten pick. You can hit the you can hit the dough. <laughs> top ten pick of me. That's simple, bro. Um, the checkout yeah, sheet. Good, I man. told
3: you already. Ron got a checkout sheet. His first two orders of business before he leaves out the door: trade Chase Young hey, and man. Montana. I, I hope I
2: hope uh, Ron Ron this hits
3: me up when it's time for
2: him to move. I don't mind helping him pack his bags and head back to Charlotte.
3: Well, that's that's the second to last step on his <laughs> checkout sheet is packing his bags. The last step
2: is giving up the key. <laughs> I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow, we're when we come back Thursday, we're gonna learn a lot from this presser tomorrow. We're, Ooh, we're going to yeah, and and Jack Jack on Thursday. Thursday. That's right, Jack on Thursday. We're going Ain't to learn say much but... because <laughs> true. because to me, in in my opinion, it's like you actually. There, there's conflicting issues there, right? You actually think that Chase and Montez are important to what you want to do defensively. That's why you went and used your first and your second round pick on defensive backs. So, what what happened? It I, I definitely don't think it was a Ramavera decision to to trade Ch- uh, Chase Young and Montez because I feel like that would I don't even before we even got to this point of the season, it probably would have happened in March or sometime around the the combine. I don't believe but, that it was his call because we all know he doesn't move on from guys. He wouldn't even move on from Cheeseman, the long snapper. He, he wouldn't move on from Dax, the kick returner, punt returner, whatever you want to call him. sometimes wide receiver. And now Jamison Crowder got a damn touchdown. Jamison Crowder, Crowder got – Hold on. Did he score on that, on that punt return?
1: Seven for 95. No. That study, he, he didn't score no He part. didn't score. Yeah, All not against the state,
2: He probably got more touchdowns than Dak's got in his whole career being here. Like, it, it's just it, – it's, it's insane. But, I mean, we'll learn a lot tomorrow. Whatever the time of that presser is, I'm definitely going to be tuned in and to see how he fumbles with his words. And I think – and I hope someone puts some pressure on him to where he starts getting frustrated and he starts saying more than what he needs to. <laughs> so we can get no, I was gonna say uh, of who, who's who's running the show here because, I mean, there's a couple things that I've heard and I've had discussions with someone that, yeah, it may not necessarily be Josh Harris making a lot of these calls on the day-to-day, so.
1: Dax, you made me look up the, the Crowder thing, bro. Dax Mill got 15 catches for 120 yards. That man, in two years. And Jameson Crowder got nine catches for 116 in, in like and, eight games. And a touchdown. Bro.
3: <laughs> and, but, and a
1: touchdown, bro.
3: And Crowder actually just started playing more on offense. He wasn't playing on offense yeah. earlier of the season. So he's yeah. getting more snaps now.
1: You know who I think he's 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 phasing out to, bruh. Yeah, i I might be do? wrong. This is Dami. Yep.
2: Oh, that's yep. that's why that's why Dami uh tweeted what he did. He he know what's up. I, I want to say Dami a free agent next year.
1: Yeah, he was a he was a 2020 rookie. Oh
2: yeah, he know he know what's
1: up. No, he was a 20. No, he was a 2021 yeah, he, rookie. Can we can we ready.
2: ask what the
3: guy in the chat tyranus is? Who is he referring uh, to? as sniper oh, I'm not
1: <laughs> sure. He, I mean, I he maybe <laughs> <about, laughs> that's the a hell
2: of a name, by the way.
1: But shout out to yeah, you, Tyrannus, Yeah. Tyrannous,
3: man, or tyrannous? I don't know, bro. But yeah, I don't know. That's, you you that's keep you keep, keep trying you. to figure out
1: what it is. You may say the wrong <laughs> word, bro. Be careful. <laughs> How about tyrant? <laughs> Tyrannus, Tyranus. <Ty-anus>. <laughs> <wrong> oh, <laughs> Harris
2: isn't is Snyder two But what a lot of fans got to understand is, man, these owners have their hands involved in in their organizations. If you if you don't believe that, then something's wrong with you. Like if you look across the league these owners sign off on these picks they sign off on these free agent acquisitions. They sign off on a lot of things. Like, so, so that's where I kind of push back on the whole Snyder thing as some aspect. I mean, you even look in Carolina, like you hear the rumblings about David Tepper going on. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where's this
3: coming from this Snyder 2.0. Like you said, don't even. Yeah, I, I was gonna say every owner medals. The issue with Snyder meddling was that we had 25 years of evidence that he wasn't good at it. <laughs> so you wanted him to stop after a while, and let <laughs> someone that knows more than him do the job. You know.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm. I'm um, gonna actually. I'm gonna send y'all privately uh, the link. But even for those out there tuning in, you want to get a good idea of like ownership, GM, and head coach dynamic uh, dyna- uh, dynamics, especially during the draft, go check out the behind the scenes of the Detroit Lions um, in their process of like drafting this year, how they winning, you know, got a Jameer, on, Gibbs, Gibbs. Laporta. La yeah. You get to see the, the Ford ownership, Brad Holmes and uh, Dan Campbell. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I think that's what we got to look forward to as Washington fans is, what, what's to come next year? Could it be not just only a, a retooling of the roster, but a rebrand? May not even be the commanders next year. We will it see. It's the way Washington to me, man. I'm just going to yeah, call them I'm say, I ain't, I'm, that's true. <laughs> I still call them Skins, bro. They about, to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. they about to be the Tyson corner commanders. <laughs> oh, boy, <Lord> Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it for us, man. Hey, appreciate everybody who tapped in, bro. Um, Brian ain't gonna lie to you. I don't I do like if because Jay Tyler mentioned Diami going the gonna get traded in the offseason. If if Diomi's gonna get traded, no. have listen though, if I'm about to say if the gonna get traded in the offseason, first off, how the hell well, Antonio gonna be viewed as as, as small value <laughs> or Chase Young gonna be viewed as like little value, and, and they're gonna find a trade offer, a trade partner for Diami. I don't know what, what I don't market there, there's there
3: will never be a market I for
1: De'Ami Brown. <laughs> I don't get, I don't get, I don't get that one. Um, they they can keep him on the roster or just cut him. Like you can find yeah, that. Darius I mean,
3: Brown at Howard University playing put right up, now. Put that's, him, that's, him, that's put him he on six right stream bro. Have him be a special teams demon,
1: <laughs> bro. Um, but yeah, that's 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 gonna wrap it up for us. We'll be back Thursday. Uh. What oh, we got? Patriots. Okay, so we can we can we can spend the block on on the offense and and, and kind of dive in on Sam Howell and and be enemy and things like that on Thursday. So uh, it was a trade deadline day. We had a lot of news, man. First time in a long time. So y'all take it easy. Y'all y'all enjoy y'all evening. All that good stuff. Appreciate everybody who tapped in, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Appreciate that. Uh But yeah, it's coming Huh. Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it up. You gon' let him hit the hole, or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders, heavy hitters, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type the one to wanna win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is trap and die.